Praise the Lord. Well, glory to God. We have been working through a series on identity, who we are in Christ. Amen. I think it's been a pretty good series. Amen. All three of you, praise the Lord. How many have been enjoying the series? Amen. Hallelujah. We uh, again want to put a shout out there to uh, those, a lot of folks that are listening and watching by internet and and uh, we've got a lot of folks jumping on board. We, uh, we got just in our podcast alone, I think it's right at 155,000 people listening in. That was the last count. Amen. All over the world. Amen. And so, uh, you know, we uh, uh, appreciate all those that are uh, locally that are listening. But, uh, you know, if you're local, you know, this is where you need to be. It's always better in person. But we're grateful that you're listening and grateful that you're watching. Praise God. Hallelujah. We want to put a shout out to Nebraska. Number one state's Oregon, but number two state, believe it or not, it's Nebraska. That Husker state, I'm telling you, they're good people. Praise the Lord. Amen. And then guess what? Third state is Washington. Amen. State of Washington. Amen. So we put a shout out to them. Praise God. Aren't you grateful for those that are listening up? Praise God. And hooking up with us. Praise the Lord. Amen. I want to put a shout out to Japan. Amen. Amen. That's one of our top nations. Amen. We got Australia and the UK and Japan, all of them in there. Praise God. And uh, so we're excited about everybody that's listening and watching. Praise the Lord. We're encouraged by that. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm excited. As we've been saying, we've been talking through a, a series of identity, who we are in Christ. And the reason being because early, uh, right before the year, uh, the year end, Spirit of God said to uh, go into this year uh, to uh, uh, stir within our people to identify with their true identity. That's the word he said, to identify our true identity. We need to identify with who we really are. Amen. So we've been kind of breaking that down week to week. We've been working on this now for a month, and we started talking about uh, the difference between uh, uh, ignorance or not knowing the truth or not knowing the information needed versus revealing, amen, information, seeing the information, knowing it, having the, uh, having the cover, so to speak, pulled back so you could begin to see who you are, praise God. So you're, you're an overcomer. You may say, well, I don't feel like one. doesn't matter how you feel. Because your identity is not based on how you feel. Your identity is based on what he says. Come on, somebody. So you gotta, you got to have a revelation of that and get a re- revelation of that. Otherwise, you're always moved by how you feel or how it looks. And then what happens is you just hook up and, you know, agree with the enemy. And there's no, none of us want to do that. So we took a couple weeks just talking about, uh, you know, uh, of understanding, knowing some things, amen, coming out of ignorance into a place of revelation. And then we also talked last couple weeks, talked about, uh, you know, getting your mouth working for you, not against you. I'll try this side, amen. Getting your mouth working for you and not against you, amen. Because sometimes, you know, uh, we say something opposite of what God says, amen. Now, I don't want to be guilty of that mess. Anybody else agree with me on that? Amen. If God says that, you know, you're redeemed, then guess what? You're redeemed. Amen. If God says you're forgiven, then guess what? You're forgiven. Amen. 
If God says you're the righteousness of God, no matter how you feel or how it looks at the moment, according to what he said, that's what we agree with. He declared you as the righteousness of God. In other words, you're in right standing right now with God based on what Jesus said, based on what Jesus did, based on, the pro based on all that he did from start to finish. Come on, somebody. So you're redeemed, you're forgiven, you're the righteousness of God because he said so. Well, some days you don't feel so righteous. You know, some days, you know, you kind of struggle with yourself or struggle in your walk. Or you might look at yourself saying, I, you know, I, I don't feel like I'm a good Christian today or whatever it may be. Well, praise God, we don't go by the bathroom mirror. Come on, somebody. But we go by the mirror of God's word. Amen. And if we look into that and find out what it says, that's who we become, praise God, amen. And we get transformed into that same image, praise God. So anyway, that's a lot of stuff we've been talking about the last month here. Today I'm going to talk about identity crossroads. And really what it's about is about focus, all right, about staying focused and avoiding distractions, amen. Because what happens a lot of times is we get so distracted with life, so distracted with things in our life that we have a tendency then to forget who we are. You know, every, uh, every uh, success guru, whether they're saved or unsaved, doesn't matter. I mean, I've seen a lot of them, and I've read a lot of, uh, you know, these, uh, you know, 12 steps to success or, uh, you know, 10 steps to victory. And, uh, you know, you could go on and on about all the different success plans, all these things that all these great men and women have done and things that they've learned. And, and they go on and they maybe through, an, uh, through uh, you know, their writings, they might uh, say what, what, what worked for them. Or, or you'll see those, even those that are saved that, that teach about uh, these principles, praise God, or take the Word of God and they'll begin to share out of the Word of God the principles that bring success. Success. Every single one of them across the board will bring up focus. They will all somewhere along the line talk about the importance of staying focused and avoiding distractions. Are you still with me? Well, this ain't no different. Amen. You know, you could God say that you're you're more than a conqueror, but if you get distracted with all the pressure around you, you forget you're a conqueror. And pretty soon you're bailing water or you're just coping with life instead of overcoming and conquering. Still with me? All right. So with that said, we're going to talk some about this. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 12 is where we're going to start today. Hebrews chapter 12. Hallelujah. Did you come to receive? All right. Well, praise the Lord. Hebrews 12, verse 1. Therefore, so we just got in talking uh, chapter 11, it was our um, talking about the patriarchs of faith, amen. Uh, so all of our men and women of faith and some great feats that they did based on just by believing God and trusting God, amen. So therefore, as a result of all this, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, talk about our patriarchs of faith here, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Look at your neighbor and say, you got a race set before you. Amen. We all have a race to run, right? And we all have a cross to bear. That's what, that's what the scripture talks about. Verse 2 says, here, here is how it works. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, 
He endured the cross, right? Because that's what, that's what his race was. That's what he was set before him. Amen. He despised the shame. That also means to uh, disregard the shame. How I many know there was shame that tried to attach itself to him through all that mess, right? Because of what he took on, right? The price that was paid. Well, he disregarded all that and did what he was supposed to do regardless. Amen. Now, just keep that in mind. Despising the shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. For consider him. Everybody shout, consider him. Consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Amen. Or in your minds. Amen. So uh, we, none of us want to become weary or discouraged. Okay, so let's, let's look up at verse 2 real quick. And it says, looking unto Jesus. Now, I mean, no, that's, that's key, isn't it? Thank you for all that enthusiasm. Amen. I mean, looking unto Jesus is key. Ain't none of this going to work if you're not going to look in the right place. Come on now. See, looking unto Jesus. So let's just take a, you know, define this. The word looking here just means to consider attentively. That's why later on it says, consider him. No matter what's going on, amen, consider him. Amen. To consider attentively, to focus upon. So in other words, focus on him. We could say it this way, focus on him and focus on what he's saying. All right? Focus on him, what he's done. Focus on, amen, amen. That's why it says no matter what's going on, consider him. Focus on him. Put your attention in the right place. All right? Put your attention in the right place. Focus on him. Amen. The Amplified brings out looking away from all that will distract unto Jesus the leader and source of our faith, praise God. So focus, amen, is about putting your attention on, amen. It says here, amen, looking away from all that will distract. So in other words, you have to understand that focus isn't just about what you're looking at, but it's also about what you're not looking at. Amen. See, to believe Him, amen, means you're not going to believe them. But if you're going to believe what they say, it means you're not going to believe what he says. Are you still with me? See, to, to believe the lie means you're, you choose to not believe the truth. Are you still with me? Because focus is just about as much as not uh, of, of just as much about what you got locked onto as well as what you're shutting out. Jesus made a decision to lock his attention on the on the race at hand. To, to bear that cross, regardless of the pressure, regardless of the shame, regardless of everything that was coming at him, regardless of who agreed with it. Come on, somebody. Regardless of whether they even knew what was going on. Regardless of the fact that even all them disciples ran. I mean, no, it wasn't just Judas that was a problem. And it wasn't just, uh, you know, Peter that ran. They all ran, the word, word says. So he's sitting here, okay, paying a price. Amen. And it didn't look like anybody was in his corner. Aren't you glad he still fulfilled it? Uh, that was weak. Aren't you glad he still fulfilled it? But he continued it. Amen. Now, we also have a race to run. We also have a cross to bear. Amen. Without getting into all the verses on that. But the bottom line is we all have something ahead of us to fulfill. Every one of us. All right. Now, the only way that's going to get done is by staying focused on the right things. Are you still with me? Staying focused 
Hallelujah. If he said, amen, that you're redeemed and forgiven, guess what? You are. If he says greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world, then guess what? He is. Come on, right? The word says you can do all things through Christ, uh, which strengthens you. Then guess what? You can do all things through Christ, regardless of how it feels and regardless of how it looks. Are you still with me? All right. So uh, we're going to look at some different things that, that get in the way. Remember, we're not off of identity because we're talking about who we are, all right? And, uh, you, but you can, get, you, can get, you can come to crossroads every day of your life where you forget, amen, that of who you are. And you're, you're over here because of this or you're over here because of that. And the next thing you know, a week goes by and you're underneath something that you should be over because you forgot who you were. We all, we all have an enemy. Your enemy is my enemy. My enemy is your enemy. But if you forget about that, pretty soon he's controlling and he's dictating. Pretty soon he's running your life. He'll hook you by the nose and drag you anywhere he wants to. But when you know who you are, amen, you take a stand in the authority that God has given you through Christ, amen, you can tell him to get on out the door. And you can overcome. Still with me? All right. So let's look at something, verse 1. Let's back up here, verse 1. We're going to kind of take a little bit different spin on it today uh, based on uh, some of the things that the Spirit of God has been uh, speaking to us uh, through this series. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. Amen. There's weights and sin. Okay, a lot of times we get to looking at that. We always see it as it's always a bad thing. Uh, you, know, they, you know, those weights and that, that sin is all bad. And I'm not, uh, just hear me out, okay? Because every weight, um, sometimes uh, that weight, okay, the word even, uh, if you, you kind of dive into that, it uh, defines out as like personal obligations, duties or responsibilities. <clears throat> so how many know there's things you're called to do? I mean, you got a life to live, you got your marriage, you got kids, you got uh, jobs, you got uh, your, your church, you got things that you do, amen, and it's all, in a sense, it's all laid out there and things that we have to do, things that we're uh, responsible for or accountable for, maybe is a better word, and, uh, you know, we have to do that. Well, pretty soon, you know, some things, if you don't, if you forget who you are, you, don't, you forget to stay focused on who he is and what he's done and what he said, pretty soon it becomes nothing but a weight. Now, I know this is true because over 30 years of ministry, one thing I found for sure, that when anything becomes too much of a weight for people, they just quit. Well, because you weren't, you weren't designed to carry that. Nobody was. Not you, not me. So we weren't designed to carry that. But what happens is, because it's a weight, now we just chuck it off as if, now, wait a minute, wait a minute, that's, that's not really how it works. The weight of it you do, but not, not the duty, not the responsibility, not what you're accountable for, not for what you're responsible for. You, you get rid of the weight of it. Well, how do you get rid of the weight of it? Stay locked on where you need to be stayed locked on. If you're not, if you're not focused on him, if you're not locked on to him and what he says, you're pretty soon, you're, you're, 
you're out here trying to do everything in your own strength. And pretty soon you're overwhelmed by it. Are you still with me? So you don't, you don't get to just, you just say, okay, I'm not going to serve God anymore. Or say, I, I just choose not to be married anymore. Some say, well, some people do. Yeah, some have. But that's not what it we're called to do. Come on. Or run away or whatever it is. Are you still with me? Now, I'm trying to look at all of you. Some of you, I look your way and you kind of do this kind of number. Listen, we all need to hear this. And remember, you're not the only ones hearing this. we got a lot of folks watching and listening right now, okay? So just smile and wave, all right? Just praise the Lord. Amen. Just tell your neighbors, good thing you're here today. You need to hear this. Praise the Lord. Huh? Now, we all got the, this stuff. We, if, we, if we lose sight of who, what we're supposed to be focused on, pretty soon we're doing everything in our own, in our own ability and our own power. Still with me? Grace. Now, my message is not about grace today, but it, this is a good place for it. Amen. Grace is a divine influence upon the heart and its reflection in the life. There is no grace unless you spend time with Him. That's why the Word says you can come up short of grace or you be, could be driven off course of grace. Are you still with me? Because what happens, we lose sight that our grace is found in Him. He influences us. He empowers us. So it's reflected in our life so we can walk this thing. And if we lose sight of that, Again, here we are now doing everything in our power, in our own might. We maneuver, we manipulate, we try to work everything, trying to get everything to f work. And we, we let loose of this and grab hold of more of this. And we push on this and we pull on this. And the whole time the Spirit of the Lord says, listen, I got answers for all of that. Still with me? But we lose focus until preacher says we need to be focused. And you all go, Y'all go, Amen. let's try that one more time. I, I just had a just insecure moment right there. It just hit me. We all go, Amen. 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 See, we all know when we hear it that we got to stay focused on Him and stay focused on what He says. But when the pressure's on, we get distracted. Come on. And now all of a sudden we're going down another road that we got no business being on. So the weight is just, we're talking about here, it could be good things even going on. It could be just the fact that you're raising a family. you got responsibility, you got a job, you got all these things that are in front of you. But if you look at it, if, if that's what consumes your attention, pretty soon it's a weight. Still with me. Now the next one, sin, right? That verse, put that verse 1 up there on the board again, if you will, please. Right? Let us lay aside every weight and... Obviously, lay aside something else, right? The sin which so easily ensnares us. Now, how many know getting rid of sin is probably a good thing? Now, sin, just uh, James defines sin as uh, to know to do good and not to do it. In other words, you know, uh, see, sin is not just you made a mistake. Not every mistake is sin. Now, every sin is a mistake, but not every mistake is sin. Because sin is to know to do good and not to do it. So you obviously know going into it that you're crossing the line here. But I'm just going to address something here, okay? This uh, uh, lay aside then, we're going to say it kind of like this, lay aside the sin which so easily ensnares us. Now, the Passion Translation kind of words it a little different. It says it this way. Uh, it words it as the sin we so easily fall into. Kind of helps put a little bit different spin on it. But the idea is, he's not just saying, 
you know, get rid of sin. And he said, what? I... No, he's saying, listen, you're looking back here at your past, at something you have a tendency to slip into once in a while. Now, listen, I'm trying to put a different spin on it on purpose. Because he's talking about over here, you're so focused on everything driven by everything that's ahead that now it's a weight. Or you're back here always looking at that thing that always hangs you up. Some of you are more, you more identify with your past than who you are right now. See, sometimes we're so, we're so uh, you know, focused on not sinning anymore that you do it. Because focus and distraction are both about direction. Wherever you're folk, wherever you look, that's where you go. So that's why a lot of folks have a tendency to fall back under their addiction or back under their weakness because they're over here more focused on, I don't want to do that, I don't want to do that, I don't want to do that, I don't, oh, here I am. And we've seen it time and time again. No, don't focus on that. Don't focus on that. Stay focused right here. Lock on right here, and he'll empower you to do this, and you'll find that all this mess back here will fall off. Well, praise the Lord. You ever heard this? Uh, You know, you can get so distracted with the work of the Lord, you forget about the Lord of the work. Now, is there anything wrong with the work of the Lord? There's nothing wrong with the work of the Lord. But you can get so wrapped up in the work of the Lord, you forget about the Lord of the work. And so pretty soon here now, the work of the Lord is becoming a weight. Still with me? Uh, so here we go. Praise God. You can get so distracted with who you were that you forget about who you are. See, that's the thing I think he's trying to bring out here. Lay aside that. You know, just don't be so focused over here. Just stay right here. Otherwise, you're going to get overwhelmed. Don't be so focused back here. Otherwise, you slide right back into that thing because it's a slippery crick, crick bank. And you kind of get over here and you focus on that, even though you think you're, you, I don't want to do that, I don't want to do that, I don't want to do that, I don't want to do that. But the problem is, is we're still identifying with it. Stay focused right here, and you'll be amazed at what falls off. Okay, with me? Now, go to Philippians 3. Let's look at this. We used uh, one of these verses in Wednesday, but um, we're just going to kind of take a look at this because it really just comes down to what are you going to focus on? And we're talking about identity. You've got you to stay locked on. Amen. Get a hold of this. Amen. Who you are, who he's made you to be. Amen. Everything else will fall into place. I said everything else will fall into place. If you just stay focused on who you are and who he's made you to be. In other words, what he says about you. Amen. Philippians 3, common text, but let's look at it now in the light of what we've been talking about. Verse 12, it says, not that I have already attained or am already perfected. Now, this is the guy that wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. says he hadn't even arrived yet. So I think if Paul can say, you know, I haven't arrived yet. Well, I think that, you know, we should... You know, in some ways, you should almost take, you know, rejoice in the fact, praise the Lord. I mean, even, even Paul didn't necessarily, you know, have everything down, amen? But he was, what? He said, but I choose to press on, right? 
It's just something to think about. Amen. Hallelujah. Not that I have already obtained or already perfected, but I press on that I may what? Lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Praise God. And of course, it goes on to say, if anybody's mature, that's the kind of mindset you got to think this way. So this is all about growing up and thinking right, right? Verse 13 again. You notice the word I do in here. Uh, if you've got your Bible there, the word I do, I do uh, is italicized, which means it's not a part of the original text. Oh, the, what's that? Yeah, the second one. I'm sorry. So the one thing, there we go. The one thing I do is italicized. It's not there. So what, what, what's going on is Paul's bringing it out. He says, listen, he said, I haven't arrived yet, but I got one thing down. What are you saying? I got one thing down. I know how to let go of my past. Amen. I, I don't have everything ahead of me yet. I, I'm still growing. I'm still developing. I'm still, I'm still gaining ground. I'm still reaching forward. I'm still pulling on, drawing on more of God. But there's one thing I got down, I know how to let go of the past. Now, if Paul thinks that's a great thing to have a hold of, I think you and me need to have a hold of that. Amen. Now, remember, you're a new creation. New species of being. You're actually an alien. Look at your neighbor and say, yep, I knew it. <laughs> we're all aliens. You know, we're, we're a whole different, I mean, a whole, whole new species of being now. Amen. We're of a different realm. We're of a different kingdom. Amen. We're just here temporarily now. You know, if you start grabbing hold of that, it's amazing how free you get. You know, one day we're checking out. We're going home. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We're part of a different family. Amen. We're a new species of being. But it says this, as a new species of being, old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. So in other words, you're, you're no longer your past. You're no longer your history. You're no longer your sin or your mistake or, uh, come on, somebody. Now, we're not denying that you all have a past. And some of it could be, you know, maybe different than others, obviously. Mine's going to be different than some of yours. Mine was way different than Trudy's was. But we still had a past. Come on, somebody. And we're not denying that. But what we're doing is denying it's right to dictate our future. So if we stay focused on a past, what happens is we don't, we don't move forward. We drag everything with us. Come on. So he's saying, he's making it real clear that you got to let go of that. So not be focused on that mess anymore. Not be focused. And, and you might even say, well, my past wasn't even all that bad. Well, you know, good or bad, you got to let go of it and move forward. There's better days ahead no matter what your past was. Is anybody hearing me? you gotta, you got to stay focused on where you're headed, praise God. Stay focused on Him. Amen. Which means you got to be willing to let go of the past. Still with me? All right, let's praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Maybe if some of you remember this, you know, Jeremiah 29 says that, uh, you know, that his thoughts towards you are thoughts of peace, right? Not of evil to give you what? A future, right? To give you a future. Amen. So you got to believe that the God-given future that, that he's given you is greater than anything in your past. Still with me? 
you got to believe in God's ability to move you forward than the enemy's ability to hold you back. you got to believe more, right, in God's ability to complete you than the enemy's ability to destroy you. So that's why the only way that can happen is we're going to have to stay focused on him, focused on what he says about you, stay more focused on that because you are no longer your history, you are no longer your past, you are no longer your mistake, you're no longer your sin. All right, let's look at another verse. Can you handle some more verses here? All right, 2 Timothy, let's look at another one here. 2 Timothy chapter 4. Just a few books over here. All right. Now, you came to receive, right? All right. Let's look at something else here. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4 says this. No one engaged in warfare. All right. Talking about a military campaign kind of thing. So it's talking about, you know, being a, being a soldier, being in the army, so to speak, the army of the Lord. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life. Why? That he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. So it's talking about here, uh, the affairs of this life literally means practical matters. In other words, if you're going to do what you're called to do, if you're going to be what you're called to be, you can't get all entangled and distracted by practical matters. Now that doesn't deny the fact that there are things in front of you that need to be handled and dealt with. But you just can't get entangled with it. You can't get distracted by it all. Still with me? The scriptures bring out, uh, uh, without maybe going into all this, otherwise I get too preachy and I don't get nothing done, uh, but Mark 4, talking about the sower sowing the, the word, he brings out in uh, Mark 4 and 19, talking about being distracted uh, with the, uh, talks about the, uh, the cares of this world, is what it says. Amen. In fact, uh, uh, you know, the cares, the, uh, you know, uh, uh, when you look that up, it actually brings out business matters. So just... Everyday business matters. See, there might be practical matters. There might be business matters. Are you still with me? You remember uh, Luke 10, and uh, we have uh, Martha. Remember Martha? Martha, Martha, right? What was, what was wrong with Martha? What happened to Martha? The Word says she got distracted with even serving. Now, is there anything wrong with serving? Nothing wrong with serving. Amen. I'm talking about ministry matters. Amen. She's thinking she's, you know, doing Jesus a favor and everybody else in the house a favor. But you can get so caught up in practical matters, so caught up in business matters, so caught up with just, you know, just the ministry matters. It doesn't matter who you are. Somewhere along the line, that fits you. That fits me. Are you still with me? See, there, we all have practical matters in front of we all have we all have business matters in front we all have ministry matters in front of us the difference is are you going to be entangled in it and all that means you got distracted you're letting it now dictate it leads you see if we don't stay focused on him and focus on on what he says his words amen see a lot of times you can get looking at this saying i can't do this anymore whoa whoa breaks that's a lie See, now you're believing a lie. Oh, no, you just don't, I can't do this anymore. You can in him because you can do all things through Christ and strengthen you. But if you lose sight of that, you're over here now again trying to deal with practical matters, trying to deal with business matters, trying to deal with ministry matters. I mean, that's a bummer to be in ministry and be overwhelmed. 
You work for the master himself. You work for the king himself. And yet you're overwhelmed that you can't do it anymore. Excuse me. I think we're doing something wrong. Come on. No condemnation. No guilt. That's not. The point is this. It doesn't matter. You're called to deal with. You got a household. You got a family. You got a job. You got business. You got, you got church. You got all these things in front of you. And yet every bit of it you can do. You stay empowered. How? By staying focused. Focus. Amen. I read a, a, a book uh, sometime back, a few years back now, but, uh, of course, this was uh, a book about Donald Trump. And uh, one thing uh, you, could, you could have all, you know, good to say, bad to say, it doesn't matter to me. The boy does pretty good at what he does. Come on, somebody. And he says this, this is one of his keys. You focus. Now, the, I, I tell you what, we've been finding out over the last few years, that boy stays focused. He gets some things done. And this book was written about him years ago before he ever became president. They had what's one of them keys, and one of those is I stay focused on the, on the task at hand. Whatever it is I, I know I'm supposed to do is what I do. Amen. Well, it doesn't matter. Who are you? Well, stay focused on that. What has he called you to do? Stay focused on that. You can do this. I said, you can do this. Most people give up on marriage because they don't stay focused. They give up in ministry because they don't stay focused. They give up a job or their business or, or whatever because they don't stay focused. And then they get overwhelmed. Boy, I'm sure glad you're getting this. Amen. It's key. You got to stay focused. When you don't feel like uh, you're overcoming, you got to stay focused. I'm an overcomer. And some of the things we've been talking about, you get your mouth talking it right. Don't go around saying you can't do it when you can do it. Don't say it ain't never going to work for you when it will work for you. Don't say that God's, you know, forgot you when he hadn't forgot you. Come on, somebody. Don't, don't call yourself names that you got no business calling yourself. You can do this. Just stay focused. Amen. And you'll be empowered to do what's ahead, and all that mess behind you will fall off like it's supposed to. Praise God. Hallelujah. You getting something today? All right. Praise the Lord. Let's look at, a, uh, let's look at another one here. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's go to Matthew 14. Matthew 14. The... Uh, See if I can bring this out here. Something that he spoke to me uh, yesterday. He said this, live with more of a purpose in who you are in him than what you do. Be more focused on who you are than what you do. Be more focused on who you are than what you do. If your focus is more about what you do, it will minimize who you are. But if your focus is more about who you are, it will always affect what you do. So the priority is stay focused on Him and what He says about you. Amen. Okay? All right. Matthew 14. Common text. Amen. The boys are out in the boat trying to head over to the other side. The storm rolls in. Now Jesus is walking on water. Come on. Verse 29. I'm just going to kind of 
you know, jump into this. He says, so he told Peter to come, right? So what happens is, uh, you know, Jesus is, you know, there's no boat left. So he gets done praying. He starts heading over the other side because he told the boys he was going to meet him on the other side. Of course, they're out in the middle now because a storm arose. They're out there fighting the, the waves, so to speak. Here comes Jesus walking. Praise God. They get a little bit freaked out because somebody's walking on the water. And uh, he says, it's me. Well, Peter, of course, like usual, he's real quick to say something. He said, well, if it's you, bid me to come, right? I mean, hey, right? Oh, come on, right? So if it's you, then, uh, you know, I want to come out to where you are, all right? So uh, he said, all right, come, right? And so, so uh, Peter starts walking on the water, right? So Peter, Peter had come down out of the boat, and it said he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Now, does is, is yours all read that way? I mean, there's a lot of other translations out there, but, but I think they all agree on this, that Peter walked on the water. Right? Okay, in a sense, he's really walking on the word come. Amen. But, you know, really, in all honesty. But, but just for sake of the story here, so he's walking on water. But it said when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. All right? So what happened was he got distracted. Now, the storm was no different when he got out of the boat, come on, than when, when he, he got distracted by it. It's the same storm. He's walking on the water, so the word is clear. So he gets distracted. He looks away from Jesus under the wind or the, the, the waves and everything, and pretty soon he starts to sink. Now, we always have a little fun with this because, you know, he cries out, the Lord grabs him, and we, I, I think we all agree he probably brought him up back up to the top, Right? I don't think he drugged him, you know, through the water. I, I just kind of just that picture just doesn't, didn't work for me. Uh, so I think when he grabbed him and he was back up on top. But the idea was, see, the reason when he grabbed him, he's back up. Now he's focused in the right place. Right here, bud. Right here. Stay right here. Right. Stay right here. You stay right here. And it's amazing what you can do. When you stay right here, you can walk on water. When you stay right here, you can overcome those things. When you stay right here, you can, you can beat any kind of pressure you're dealing with. Right. If you stay right here, right. you'll stay on top, right. right? When you don't, you sink. And when you sink, we can have trouble, okay? If it's bad enough, you sink, you drown. Nobody wants that. So stay right here, right here, all right? He goes back to the boat, all right? And literally, he gets, his, he gets rebuked for unbelief. You think, geez, that's, that's low, Jesus. I mean, at least he was walking on water. You know, what, you know what, what about the rest of these guys, you know? But he said unbelief. And so un, uh, the word unbelief, uh, it's, it comes from a root word, this or two, twice, again. It's what it comes out of. And what it means is uh, again. So in other words, he had a second thought. Now, the only reason second thoughts come is because you get distracted. And distraction determines direction. So he looks, bang, he gets distracted, he has another thought, he begins to sink just like you or me, it happens to every one of us. You get back focused, bang, you're back up on top, amen, regardless. Now listen, the same storm. Now there are times the, the, he's rebuked the winds and everything calm, praise the Lord, but the same storm, nothing changed really. The walking on the water had nothing to do with calm water. Because if that's the case, fill your bathtub up. 
and let it get real calm and go walk on it. So it has nothing to do with calm water. That's my point. The point is, it didn't matter what it is. The point is, focusing on him and what he has to say, amen, keeps you afloat, keeps you on top. Praise God. Are you still with me? Okay, praise the Lord. All right. Well, glory. Um, Let's do this. Let's go to James 1. Go to James 1. Never confuse where you are with who you are, right? When you find out who you are, it'll change where you are. All right. Now, let's, let's look at something here in James 1 and uh, kind of, you know, danced around a little bit earlier. But look, now we're going to look at it straight on. And um, let's see here. Verse 14 says, but each one is tempted. Everybody say tempted. All right. You ever been tempted? All been tempted. Now, just the verse before that says, don't blame God if you're being tempted. Because God ain't the one that tempts you. So don't ever say God did this because he didn't do it. Because he don't tempt anyone with evil, right? Come on. Hallelujah. So anyway, verse 14, let each one, or pardon me, but each one is tempted when he is what? Drawn away by his own desires and enticed. So in other words, distracted. How how does one fall? Distracted, just like we talked about earlier. Sin is to know to do good and not to do it. But what happens is, it's when we sit here and we focus on it. And James brings out that the only way you fall to sin is you let yourself get distracted by it. Now, somebody said, well, that's easier said than done. Well, you know, depending on what we're dealing with, you, you might feel that way. But the bottom line is, that's how it works. Nobody falls into sin without first being distracted by it. Nobody does. Nobody does. We've all fallen prey to temptation. We've all done it. We've all messed up. We've all made decisions we wish we wouldn't have made. But nobody is tempted and nobody sins without first a distraction. That's how it starts. You get distracted. You get seduced, you get deceived, and then what's it say in the next verse? Is it verse uh, 15? And when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Don't be deceived, my beloved brethren. Amen. So everything starts with a distraction. All right. Now, with that said, every, uh, you know, we can go back. In fact, I wrote down about three or four of these. Um, Eve was distracted with the tree. The word said it became pleasant to the eyes, so she got distracted. Sam, Samson was distracted with the beauty of women, it says. David was distracted with the beauty of Bathsheba. Come on. Solomon was distracted with the allure of his wives. I mean, we can go on and on about, about people that got distracted, amen, just Something else got their attention, and next thing you know, you're, you're yielding to it. With it? Now, listen, nobody wants to talk about this. We all get, get nervous. Think I'm going to touch on your thing. But uh, it, it doesn't matter what your thing is. 
it all happens the same way. We get distracted pretty soon. We get to thinking about it. Next thing you know, we're doing it. That's why, you know, I said earlier, you, you, can't, get, you can't get focused on things back here because even though it might be something that you, have, you easily fall prey to, you can't even look at it saying, I won't do it. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to. Whoa, stop. You're still giving attention. And it's only a matter of time, and, and you go, ah, what's the use? And we're giving way to it again. So it's better just stay focused right up here, stay focused on him and what he says about you. You're already free. Who the Son has made free is free indeed. I walk in liberty and freedom, praise God. Hallelujah. I'm a man of God or a wo woman of God, right? I mean, hallelujah. I serve God. I love God. I, hallelujah. I love Lord. I'm, I'm an overcomer. I'm a conqueror, praise God. It's kind of hard to sin when you got that going on. All right? Praise the Lord. There was a, a verse in, uh, I don't think I gave her uh, that verse today, but in uh, First Kings it brings out about Solomon being distracted with the allure of his wives, it says. It said that he was turned away, his heart was turned away, and he did not remain, his heart was not loyal unto God like his father's heart was. And, you know, you think, okay, I mean, you, know, you kind of speed read through that, and you think, yeah, okay. But the word turned away means to be deflected, distracted, or driven off course, all right? And the word loyal means complete, whole, single-hearted, but it means fixed in view. So when you stop and think, it just comes down again to focus, all right? So Solomon, you got all these wives. What do you think is going to happen? But anyway, I'll leave that alone. Huh? But now you're caught up in this and you're caught up in that. And pretty soon here you are referred to as the smartest man on the planet that's doing something really stupid. So the point is, see, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how well you've done certain things. How good you've been at this or how good you've been at that. The same thing as this. Focus, man. you got to stay focused. If you don't focus on the right thing, pretty soon you're distracted. You're allured. Next thing you know, you're deceived. Come on, somebody. You're being sucked under the boat instead of being on top like you're supposed to be. Praise right, God. Right, right. That's how it works. Now, we're going to try to get through this today. I don't want to have to do it next week, too. Are you with me? All right, all right. So I want to look at another one here. Proverbs. Proverbs, chapter 12, please. What are we going to believe? We're going to believe what... God says, or are we going to believe what people say? Hopefully what people say is going to be what God says. But I found in my, you know, you know, so many years on planet Earth here that not everybody agrees and says the same things God does. I don't know if you've noticed that. that I've, I've noticed that. Not everybody uh, will, will look at you and go, you mighty man of valor. Or you overcomer, you, right? You, you more than a conqueror, you. Not everybody look at you and go, you forgiven one. 
They're going to think, I want to hurt you and, and hold your sin against you kind of thing. I mean, some do, you know what I mean? Some just, you know, just won't even get in agreement with God. Come on, somebody. Whatever. The point is, okay, people have a tendency sometimes to say something contrary to what God says. And if you don't watch it, we get distracted, come on, by relationships. Because that's what happens. Okay. So with that said, uh, chapter 12 of Proverbs in verse 26 says this, The righteous should choose his friends carefully. Look at your neighbor and say, that's good advice right there. The righteous should choose his friends carefully. Why? Because the way of the wicked leads them astray. Now, are you going to get this? Come on now. Don't shut me down now. The righteous, that's talking about you and me, shall choose his friends carefully, which means you have a choice who you're going to listen to, who you're going to associate with, and who you won't. That doesn't mean you go around being mean to anybody. It just means that you gotta, you got to learn who you're going to let in your circle, so to speak, who's going to speak into you and feed into you. That's what it means. The word says here, for the way of the wicked leads them astray. Now, we look at that as some, some you know, heathen, but it says the word way here just means a mode of action or a manner of thinking or living, okay? And the word wicked means actively in or out or up and down. It literally means unstable morally. See, they might be saved, but they're unstable. You know, we bring this out a lot of times and uh, just because it fits, but uh, the word wicked comes out of that same word we use for wicker, like wicker furniture, you know, in, out, it's weaved. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of used out of that same, same, uh, same root word there. And the reason being is because you could be around people that are just up, they're down, they're in, they're out. That doesn't mean you stop loving them or praying for them or, uh, you know, connecting once in a while. But it's, it's when you all of a sudden you're letting them now feed you. That becomes trouble. Remember that? So what happens is uh, you've now associated with somebody that now has a right to speak into you when their life itself isn't even doing worth a hill of beans, whatever that means. So their life ain't even really where it needs to be. And here they are now saying things into you, and you're now being distracted by what they're saying, what they've, come on. It's like, it's like the person that can't keep their marriage straight counseling you about your marriage. Excuse me? The person that can't, can't even keep their own finance in order are trying to counsel you about what you should do with your finance. And we can go on and on. Now you can say, well, are you being critical? I ain't being critical. It just comes down to this. You've got to guard who feeds into you? That doesn't change the fact that you love people, that you pray for people, uh, that you learn to, uh, you know, to be encouraging to people. But when they cross a line, now all of a sudden everything they say feeds into you. We might have trouble, Bubba. So all of a sudden now you're, they're saying things and pretty soon you forget. You've been distracted again. You're forgetting who you are. You're forgetting where you're headed. You're forgetting what God has said to you. And pretty soon you're buying into something you got no business buying into. 
All right, you still with me? All right, let's look at another one here. Let's look at uh, chapter 13. Just go a chapter over. We'll do that. Verse 20. He who walks, or that word means associates, with wise men will be what? Wise. In other words, it, it follows suit. Okay? But a companion of fools will be destroyed. Best way to say it, you know, you walk with wise men, you become wise. You walk with a fool, you become a fool. Now, a lot of statements, but they all mean something. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And all of it comes down to the same principle. You get distracted. You're trying to do something. You're trying to head somewhere in God. And all it takes is a distraction. What? It could be what? A friend. One we call a friend. An associate. Still with me? It's amazing how it works. But pretty soon, here you are. You're buying into something that isn't even right. And he says, you're judging all my friends. No, no. Take your friend. Love your friend. Pray for your friend. That's all wonderful. Amen. But remember, if you let them speak into you when they got no business speaking into you, you're going to be distracted from who you are in Christ and what he's done for you. Pretty soon you're buying into it, doing the same thing. And you remember what mom always said. She told you time and time again, guard who you're hanging with. Well, mom was right about that one. <laughs> Hallelujah. One brother said it this way. He says, when writing, your, when writing your life story, don't let anyone have the pen. Don't just let anyone have the pen when they're right, because they'll determine things, right? Years ago, the Spirit of God spoke this to me, probably 20 years back now. He said, association equals destination. Who you associate with determines your direction, determines where you're going, because it's all about distractions and focus, all right? If you want to you do good, uh, you know, walk this thing, then connect with those that'll, that'll lead you that direction. Keep yourself focused. Amen. Right? Are you down on the preacher right now? Are you doing okay? All right. This is how this works. So a big part of this is who you're listening to. All right? All right. Associations will either add to your life or subtract from your life. But ultimately, who you associate with shapes you. It'll shape you. Associations will either empower you or deprive you of your destiny. You know, you want verses on that? Psalms 1. That's all it's about. Psalms 1, the whole thing's talking about, right, the whole first few verses. Don't just let anybody talk to you and feed into you. You've got to guard where you walk, where you stand, where you sit. Because people are trying always to influence you. And I'm, I've learned this. When you give somebody, uh, you know, an opportunity to do it, they'll take it. Well, what do you think? They're going to they're gonna answer. Right? Now, listen. You say, you're saying I can't take count. Listen, listen. You just got to guard who you're taking counsel from. Right. Well, I tell you, I'd leave that woman of your. Whoa, breaks. Hold it. I'd say... Wrong counsel. I'd say get connected to who, the, what, who you are in Christ, and you might be amazed at what God will do in that marriage. Yeah. 
you know, you get in area of finance. We got a lot of people that, that quote Judas and not Jesus. I'd say you got wrong counsel. Hello? You're critical and you're, uh, 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 you know, become a thief. You got to guard that stuff, right? About your health. You got to guard it because if you don't watch it, pretty soon all you're talking is sick. Yeah, old's a big one. I even came up earlier today. I'm talking with a brother and just how people just get to talking old. Knock it off. Well, you just don't know, preacher. If you got my age, stop it, stop it, stop it. Your youth is renewed like the eagles, the Word of God says. So you don't sit here and talk old. Because when you talk old, you become old. And it'll happen that quick. Why? Because we live in a cursed society and world. And you start attaching to it, it'll, it'll attach to you. So you got to guard, amen, these words that come out your mouth. But I'm telling you, the only way that's going to happen is you got to stay focused. If you don't stay focused, it ain't long. You're talking like everybody else. Somebody said, well, you know, you're just weird, preacher. Listen, if they're not calling you weird, you're doing it wrong. Because you're not like this world. And you're not here to try to gain more friends, really. I'm not looking to lose all of my friends either. But the point is, it ain't all about just trying to gain more friends. It's about doing the right thing. It's about living this right. If you do this right, he'll empower you to do all that right. But if if you're always worried about what everybody thinks and how everybody views you, you, you're already missing it. They're going to look at how you pray and how you seek God and how you view your time. And they're going to look at you funny. You mean you go to church every week? How weird. And now you do Wednesday nights? Oh, my gosh, that's even more weird. And then you listen to teaching stuff on CDs and watch our Christian television? Oh, that's even more weird. And you give to God? That is like extremely weird. But we want more of God in our life. We want more of God in our marriage, in our household, in our finance, in our health. We want God moving in every area of our life. The only way it's going to happen is stay focused because once you get distracted, you jump on another crossroad, you're going down another road. Now you start buying into what they say. And I'm not mad. I sound mad. I'm maybe a little intense at the moment, but a little mad, a little mad, a little mad. Let's well, straighten up. <laughs> Associations produce impartation. Romans 1 brings out, 1 Thessalonians 2 brings out. 
what you hang around imparts into you. That's why it, it, all of a sudden you're, you're following suit. Associations can bring clarity or confusion. That's why Jesus said, follow me and you'll come out of darkness. In other words, if you follow me, you have clarity. If you don't, you might be a little confused. Still with me? Amen. You know, negative associations are like a vacuum. They'll suck the life right out of you. They'll <laughs> suck the life out of your vision, the life out of your calling, your destiny, just because of who you hang with. All right. Praise the Lord. How about one more here? Association. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Associate with those, here we go, with a common future, not a common past. Now, there could be that those with a common past are now on the same road you are to a common future. That's a different thing. But this is a lot of times, and uh, you got, uh, believe me, um, without trying to be a, 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 you know, sound critical, but uh, we deal with folks that, that come out of, out of uh, incarceration, and uh, the biggest key for them is who they're going to associate with when they get out. That's the biggest key. It's totally right here. Bang. That's bang. Right there. Because that's going to determine some things. So uh, and many a times, it's all it is. Well, you know, they're, they're a good old buddy. Well, they, you know, whatever. Maybe, maybe they're fun to talk with and yeah, I mean, you laugh, you have whatever, okay? But, but it ain't long. If, if they're not on the same road you are heading toward, a, you know, a common future, then you, you're doing is you're stepping back and you're now attaching yourself to your common past and now it dictates. And here we go now. It ain't going to be long. And, don't, and you can lie to yourself all you want to that that ain't going to affect you. Ha! <laughs> You're deceived because it will affect you. And pretty soon you're over here, and now your viewpoint, well, you know, we don't need that anyway, and all oh, that's a bunch of bunk, and all oh, that, blah, blah, blah. Pretty soon you're talking it, and your whole perspective just gets warped. All because you had to associate with someone with a common past. You want to get free? Hook up with those with a common future. But stay focused on who, who he is and who you are in him. Amen. Stay locked on, and you'll be amazed at how far you go in God. Amen. Amen. Did you get some today? Amen. Give the Lord praise. Come on. <clears throat> well, I'm glad we got through that one. Praise the Lord. So why don't you all stand up? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we give praise and glory right now for these principles today. Forgive us for, boy, the times maybe we have got distracted, got off track, whatever. But we know you're faithful and just to forgive, and we receive that, and we thank you for that. Lord, it's our heart to stay focused. Stay focused on you. Stay focused on who we are and who you say and what you say about us. 
And I give you praise that today, Lord God, again, answers, answers to questions maybe, clarity about the grace, all that gray shadows and all that stuff, all that mess getting cleared up here. Praise God. Staying focused. Staying focused on who we are in Christ. Father, I give you praise for that. Hallelujah. Now I'm going to ask to keep the cameras running and the, and the uh, audio going, if you will. If you're in here today and you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, I mean, that's exactly where it starts right there. I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to stay focused on him if you don't even know him. But if you're here today, you've never met Jesus, and you need, uh, you know, what the Bible says, we, we must be born again, it says. That's a, just the term he uses, and it just means a rebirth, become a new creation in Christ. And how that happens is by receiving him in our heart, amen, in our lives, we could say maybe that way, amen, and basically give him authority to do something with our lives. We first start by receiving him. So if you're here today, you've never done that, and you'd like to do that, I'd be honored to pray with you, amen, to introduce you to my best friend, Jesus. So if you're here today, you said, I've never done that, I want you to slip a hand up if I, where I could see it, and I'd like to pray with you if you're here, and that's somebody in this room. All right. All right. Now, which camera am I on? This one right here? This camera right here. Okay, I'm looking at this camera right here. All right, if you're watching right now or listening and you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, it's time to do that. It's time to accept him into your life. It's time to receive him as Lord, as Savior. That's where it all starts. He's your answer. He's your solution. Amen. He's your, he's your, he's your clarity. He's your healer, your deliverer, your provider. He's the one. So I'm asking you to receive him today. Just, just receive him into your life. Just say, Lord, come into my life. I receive you now. Come into my heart. Make me that new creation where the old things are passed away and behold, all things become new. Change my life. Rearrange my life. Do, do whatever you can with this life. I yield and submit myself to you today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, hallelujah. Don't you think that's a good thing to do? Yeah. Give the Lord a praise, everybody. Come on now. <laughs> hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, if the cameras are still going, I just want to say this to those that are watching, those that are listening, amen. Let us know about it. If you did that, praise the Lord. Let us know that you did that, praise the Lord. We'd like to hear from you, praise God. So just send us an email or send a note, whatever. Hallelujah. Just let us know, praise God, what God's doing in your life. And for that, we give uh, God all the praise in the name of Jesus. Can you agree with that today? Give the Lord a shout, everybody. Come on now. Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in Central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you. 
praising God.